Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Pop for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by the... It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike, and I'll be your guide for the next two hours. And whew, what a what a week. What a week. What a recovery. Uh, let, let me get right into it, though. Let me bring everybody around. Let me introduce you to my fellow Patriots, because you know the saying, you can't tell the players without the scorecard. On my right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Ugh, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, right? It's a it's incredible, incredible tired week. Um, and you know what? Let me bring Kevin back in, too, because it's 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 all of our week. So let's let's get this all at once. On my left, guarding the door, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Do you know what I found out? Last weekend, you sir, you sir, I'm are going to tell me, so I'll find out here now. <laughs> Break free is an excellent sunscreen. Oh yeah, listen, um, it's uh, it actually it, it you get um, when you use Break Free or or CLP as a uh, as a sunscreen, you 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 get a little bit of the almost like a turkey baking smell. You know, you, it's <laughs> did, like a it's like I, a baster. I, I I I got tan faster and darker than I've ever gotten tan before. Uh, it was a beautiful day, and what Kevin's referring to is we were at the machine gun shoot. We were get down, get down, it's coming. Um, we were at the, uh, the our, our machine gun shoot uh, sponsored uh, by Caltech for Mission Blue Charity, Mission Blue Inc. And it was uh, wow, the turnout was uh, pretty ridiculous. It, it was. I I actually wore out the firing pin on a Rising 45, 
and wore out the selector on an Uzi. And I know your immediate response is going to be, oh, so you, you wore out the selector. Who needs a selector? It, it failed in semi-auto. Yeah, Aww. yeah, yeah. Yeah, wah, wah. You know, that's so uh, I'm, buying, I'm buying parts, and that's going to be... Taking a rising apart is... Uh, do you know what a Swiss watch looks like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I just stared at it and went, you know, I'm, maybe I can just weld a dimple on the end of the... <laughs> just not put a new firing pin in. Just, we'll just make an open bolt from now on. There you go. Oh, uh, you, you know you know what? I, that reminds me of a story. Remind me of a firing pin story later on. That's, that's actually a pretty good story, I have to tell you. Okay. But, um, uh, yeah, the machine gun shoot, I mean, I think a complete success. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we, we again, I, at a minimum, doubled, uh, tripled the amount of attendees from the from the first public event we had uh, back in September, so six months ago. Uh, this was this was great. Now, the one thing we had going for us was last time we had to fight a hurricane. You know, that was the day after a hurricane. Everything was wet and mushy. Uh-huh. This time. I think it was oh my high gosh. as it was, 71. It was beautiful. It yeah, was beautiful. I'm spreading tarps yeah. all over the ground next time. Right. Because I needed a snow shovel to pick up all the brass. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say that. I know uh, our good friend um, um, Oscar over there on the cruise serve lanes. Yeah, he he does that with the 50. Yeah, he puts down for the 50, the 240. So this is all the heavy, the heavy stuff. He lays down canvas uh, canvas uh, material or tarps. And yeah, that's he doesn't, exactly what he he doesn't does. use the vinyl. Probably, no, because no, it'll burn through. Yeah, it'll melt, it'll <laughs> melt the, on a 50 the, cal. The, the cartridge will <laughs> yeah. stick to the tarp permanently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know how he learned he, that? He learns from experience. The hard way. <laughs> the hard way. Yeah. The um, I I saw him rattling. You could hear that from miles away. In fact, I know when I was I was doing my rounds and I went up to the gate to relieve a uh, uh, a couple of people at the uh, at the entry point there, and uh, people were driving in just going. What's that noise? Is that what I think it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, sir, we have a machine gun shoot. When, oh, I didn't know anything about this. You know, it's posted everywhere, every newspaper. Uh-huh. It's on the, it's on the, it's on the TV. It's on the media. But some of them just, uh, you know, literally, you but know. But it's not on CNN. No, no, exactly. It's it wasn't on stuff. CNN. So this was pretty much one of those. If you shoot the fifty, they will come. come. <laughs> you, know, it was, you know what else they'll, you know they'll bring them? The twenty millimeter. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you would hear Ooh. the fifty going, you know, thunk, 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 and then every once in a while you hear that twenty go off, and I'll go, wait. What was that? Yeah. that did, that's, was that's there the, an explosion? Yeah, that's there's there's a sound that that personal injury attorneys <laughs> <laughs> hear. It's a screech of brakes and then no bang, yeah. and it's sort of disappointing. <laughs> it, it, it gives that same Pavlovian effect when you hear the 20 millimeter go off and then don't hear an explosion following it. Yeah, we we ah, getting back missed? to Mike saying we had a good turnout. We even had uh, had some people drive up from uh, South Florida. Easily a two, yeah. two-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah, well, uh, I, had somebody drive down from Georgia for, just for the event. I, I clarified, right. you know, did you come in just for this? And said, yes. Uh, there was one that uh, came in from Michigan. I don't think they came in just for the show. They happened to be in visiting relatives and found out about it and came in something to do on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. But that was an awesome turnout. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like you said, I saw people from... Uh, or from talking to him, that drove you know four, five, six hours. I know I, I met a guy from uh, Atlanta came down for it, um, and and this is different than your typical machine gun shoot. And we've talked about this before. A lot of machine gun shoots are people that have machine guns go and they get together. Take their machine guns and get together and have a kind of a like a like a club meet, like a swap meet kind of thing, you know. And they yeah. they shoot and they and they have fun and they they blow up old cars. This one is. 
these are the machine guns are there, and you come and you get to you get to experience all of these. And this is you see a lot of little little places, uh, you know, strip mall plazas, little little gun ranges that'll do this in the touristy areas, but not with not not this big kind of outdoor fifty caliber stuff that goes on. This is uh, this is really this is really incredible. So this this worked out this worked out rather well. Um, it was a it was a great turnout. It was a it was a it was a great event, and um, uh, and and we'll 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 have it again here in uh, six months or so. We'll get some dates up for you soon. So. Uh, it, it went keep, rather well. Keep an eye on our Facebook page, Florida Machine Gun Shoot. Yeah, yeah, Florida for the Facebook page, Florida Machine Gun Shoot, and the and it's floridamachinegunshoot.com is the website. We, we had some people come out that never fired a, a firearm at all. Oh, and they yeah. wanted they wanted to see. All right, do you have a handgun? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we, maybe. We've, we've, yeah. we've, we've <laughs> got Glock 18s over on the other range. Right. What do you want to shoot? And so I, you know, she shot the the Rising. She she shot the Swedish K. And then I let her shoot some of the handguns. She goes, she turns to her husband. She goes, I like the green one better. Yeah. And she, he's like, you want me to buy you a Swedish K? Yes, I want I want a Swedish K. And so he's like, okay, who do I need to see about that? <laughs> Here's my card. Right, right. <laughs> I, card. We'll start looking on sub guns. You know. I saw it. I saw it happen on the on the cruise serve lane. At the, the first thing you came through was the 50 cal, the 50 cal machine gun, and that was the crowd. And while it was like Earl said, it would be churning away, boom, 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 and everybody was there. And that's what everybody wanted to, and they wanted the money. And then at the very end of the range was the 20 millimeter. And as soon as that would go boom, the whole 50 crowd turned and went, "Ooh, what was that?" And they would just they would just start to meander down that way. And how much to shoot that one? Well, it's you know it's a single shot, and this is how we, we're selling them single shots. And yeah, this, you know, this is how it works. So you don't really need to shoot a 20 millimeter on a controlled range yeah. in more than a single shot. Yeah. 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 The 50, they would turn and go happy. When you shoot the 20, you turn and go, "Whoo! <laughs> Whoa!" So. We, we saw a lot of that. Great time. I'm sure we'll talk about it more during the program. But uh, listen, we've got some great guests coming up. We've got uh, Colonel Alan West will be with us this program. We've got uh, Dr. David Grantham, also from the National Center for Policy Analysis. And uh, Lieutenant Bill will be joining us again. So uh, sti- stick around. we got some great stuff here for you. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you after the break. You'll listen to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you in a minute. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? 
Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the off. Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT, S-I-R-T, training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Caltech Studios, as we do every week here in uh, beautiful Caltech Studio land. So, hey, on the line with us, we have retired Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, United States Army, former congressman from Florida's 22nd District, and currently the executive director and chairman of the board for the National Center for Policy Analysis. Colonel, welcome back to the program. Always good to be with you, Mike. Uh, Colonel, you had an opportunity to meet with our Lieutenant Bill uh, a few weeks ago down there in, uh, in, in South Florida. 
Yeah, it was great. You know, I still uh, maintain a home down in Plantation and uh, had to go down there. My, my uh, wife and youngest daughter are there uh, because she uh, continues to work with Raymond James. And so our favorite restaurant is a Cuban restaurant called Las Vegas. And, and there he sat with three other <laughs> of our uh, members of our thin blue line and uh, can't hide an ugly face like mine. So they recognized <laughs> me. We had a great chat. That's, that's good. I know he was a... Uh... He was excited. He said, "I was so excited. I wanted to call you, call you guys during it, but I didn't want to lose any conversation with the colonel." So he was pretty pumped, and uh, and he'll be with us up at NRA when we get to see you up there again. Also, nice. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in Atlanta. It's gonna be a good, gonna be a good time, sir. Gonna be a good time. Yeah, um, my hometown. I know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we um, I, I wanted to jump in a couple topics if we could. Um, the first was uh, about uh, our former attorney general, uh, Miss Lynch, this past week. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she, you know, she seems like a pretty smart lady. Uh, you know, she, I, I saw what she said, and if, when you take it line by line, it seemed harmless enough. Uh, but she said things like, "Our rights are being assailed, trampled on, and rolled back. Never been easy. Achieved the ideals of our founding fathers. Uh, individuals who marched, bled, and some of them have died. We've done this before. We can do this again." Uh, you know, now you can't quote her and say, "Well, she, she called for blood in the streets." Again, you put it all together, the message was pretty clear. She's calling for the civil disobedience. She's calling for revolt. What, a couple of questions I want to ask you on this. Uh, is, if you can recall a time where we've ever had a former president have his team uh, that have been opposed to the sitting president, and, and, and why are we not doing anything about her comments? Why, why is somebody, is Congress not investigating her? Why is she not being charged with something here? Well, I mean, the thing is that no one is going to, you know, stand up and, and take any action against it. And, of course, you know, someone will say, you know, the comments were innocuous. There was nothing there. But, of course, what I look at what she did not say, and, and as the former attorney general of the United States of America, she did not condemn the violence that is out there. She did not condemn the violent protests that we have seen at, uh, in Berkeley, California, at the university and also in the street. She, she did not stand up. You know, I want her to tell us and explain what rights are being trampled upon and taken away? You know, our inalienable rights that come from our creator are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So what has this new administration done in 45 to 50 days that is threatening life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of the American people? And actually, I will say that the Obama administration did more to threaten the uh, the inalienable rights of the American people, and that's why uh, Hillary Clinton was not elected, because she was a continuance of those policies. But I think the most important thing for the Trump administration to do is to eliminate this deep state or this uh, rear guard of saboteurs and subversives that are operating within the, uh, the federal government and the Trump administration right now. He has got to get deputies in place. He's got to get undersecretaries in place. He has got to go down deeper into the uh, government structure and make sure that we don't have these individuals that are out there uh, subverting uh, any of his plans, goals, and objectives uh, to, as he has said, make America great again, but really to restore our economy, to uh, rebuild our military capability and capacity, to uh, get Americans back to work, and to reform our health care systems and tax systems. So I think that's the most important thing that the Trump administration can do, is to eliminate these subversives that are out there, and then people like Loretta Lynch become irrelevant. Yeah, yes, sir, very true, very true. I, I saw something else this week. I think it was CNN, and I, and I like to check the CNN headlines, the Washington Post headline, just so I can go, no, that's not true. No, that's not true either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their their comments were somewhere along the line of Team Obama. And, and every time I see Team Obama, all I can think is, 
uh, you know, sedition, treason, and and, uh, and betrayal. It's 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 amazing mm-hmm. that they keep portraying, uh, you know, this 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 shadow government that they that they want us to, to believe is. Yeah, in place. I mean, Mike, let's think about this. Let, let's draw a parallel. What if this were two thousand nine, and you know, Fox News or, or Washington Times were talking about Team Bush? I mean, the the left and the the liberal media would be going apoplectic. They would be losing their minds if there was such an existence. Or if a former Bush attorney general came out and said things similar to what uh, attorney general, former attorney general Loretta Lynch said. Or if you had a former attorney general that is going to be hired, such as Eric Holder, to do everything he can to block and thwart the efforts of the uh, Trump administration. I mean, the the New York Times and everyone else, Washington Post, would be going crazy. Crazy if that were happening. So I think it's very important that we evidence and point out the hypocrisy that is out there, albeit I think the American people see it very clearly. Uh, and, and, and I think that is a key aspect of this. And for the Democrats to believe that they're going to be successful uh, in, in winning back House seats or Senate seats or maybe even White House by taking this approach, I think that uh, you know that's reflective of a group that's, that's stuck on stupid. They're not talking about policies. All they're talking about doing is you know, preventing you know, the peaceful transition of governance in the United States of America. Uh, yeah, this week, sir, we had the new uh, travel restriction policy put in place by the Trump administration. Now, obviously, we had the first mm-hmm. one put in place uh, a few weeks back, and it was immediately uh, objected to and tried to be dismantled and got its way because, uh, you know, it may have been – I understand the intent of it was to, to was to write it for national security purposes to immediately try and secure our borders. There were some things that were left a little up to interpretation, so they were attacked by the courts. This one, the one that uh, came out of the White House here in the past couple of days, I think is a little bit more direct – but immediately it starts in with uh, it's it's illegal. This is this is all we hear. This is illegal, and we're not going to be enforcing this. But the difference, Mike, is is this. Think about the 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 first attempt at doing this. You saw those protests at airports and everything. Uh, this time you don't you you really don't see any protests because they have taken away the moral high ground. And and this is how it should have been done the first time. You know, there's something about leadership where you have to be deliberative, but you don't want to be so you know don't, don't want to be paralyzed by your deliberation. But you want to make sure that you get this thing coordinated. You want to make sure that you get it out right. And the means by which we saw it uh, put out on Monday, where you had the Attorney General, you had the Secretary of State, you had the Secretary of Homeland Security talking about the pieces and parts that they play and talk about the coordination that they understand has to be done and talk about the fact that this will take effect March the 16th, not immediately. But the the most important part of that was when the Attorney General, and it was powerful, when the Attorney General stood there and said, we have 300 refugees that the FBI has under Islamic terrorist investigations right now. That lets you know there is a reason for this to happen. The six states that uh, they were talking about in this uh, temporary travel halt, you know, these are states that are either you know state sponsors of Islamic terrorism, they are failed states, or they have terrorist bases and, and sanctuaries uh, residing within their borders. Some of them are you know have two or three, or you know all of those points. So I think that they they messaged it right, they they presented it right to the American people, and they communicated their their goal and objective. Uh, and so the left, the the Democrats, look kind of silly to come out and say, well, it's a Muslim ban. It's they just continue to tout the same talking points, which are ineffective. 
I sir, the one thing that I noticed in there also that uh, has gotten no airtime is that there's six states now, not seven. Iraq is no yeah. longer on the list, which just, it clearly shows, uh, and, uh, and I've done a little digging into it, this administration has been working with that government, and that government also reached out to say, hey, we don't want to be on this list. What do we have to do? And they've they've met the requirement for the additional security restrictions for the original the additional screening, and and they're they're moving forward. And this is this is a big point, I believe, the, the moving forward with other people, these countries saying, hey, we don't want to be on this list. What do we have to do to make this good? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And 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 of course, there is a government that you can work with. Although I'm concerned about the Iranian influence there. But there's no government to work with with uh, Somalia. There's no government to work with with Sudan. There's no government to work with with Libya. We're definitely not going to work with the government of Syria. There's no government to work with in Yemen. There there is no government uh, to work with in, in these places that the the other six states that are articulated there. Which that's the whole point. You certainly are not going to work with the government of Iran, who are you know screaming shouting death to America. Right, right, right. So so again, this is the thought process. This is how you present a, a, a well-thought-out piece of, uh, of an executive order so that the American people understand. And your opposition you know, party, uh, they, can, they really don't have any grounds by which they can complain about it, because this is about protecting the American people. And the Democrat Party believe that their policies are aligning against the protection and the security of the American people. You're not going to win that way. Right, exactly. Colonel, we're coming up on a break. Can you stick around with us for a little bit more? Absolutely. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We've got Lieutenant Colonel Alan West on the line with you. We'll be back after the break. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Self-defense issues? Max. Law. Orlando. Car crash or personal injury? Max. Law. Orlando. Does your business have a lawyer of record? Max. Law. Orlando. Gun problems? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max. Law. Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. 
Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Code Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, still with us on the line, we have uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, U.S. Army. Uh, you guys know him. He's been on the program with us many times. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a great guest and a great friend of the program. Colonel, well, thank you for sticking around with us there. You got it any time. Hey, Colonel, we were talking between the, uh, between the air, uh, and we always talk about the fact that the, the best radio is the radio that nobody hears. Um, <laughs> you're a historian, and, and I'm a bit of a buff myself. And I was pointing out to you that if the Democrats had done what they're doing right now with the basically the refusal to acknowledge that there's been a transition of government from one party to another, uh, in the election of 1800 when Samuel Adams gave over control of the government to Thomas Jefferson, uh, the United States might not even exist now. No, that's that's a great point because this country at that fragile state was all about the peaceful transition of governance. Or or even think about if George Washington, you know, had to say, Yeah, you know, I'll continue to stay stay around here, I mean, and do another term or another term or another term. Uh, maybe we would not have had, you know, that sense of an executive branch and that sense of term limits. I mean, he, he established that, that precedent because we all know that Franklin Delano Roosevelt kinda of wanted to stick around for as long as he could. <laughs> Right. So, uh, so you know the, that that is such an important point for us to understand, and really, you know, when I go back and think about that uh, that debate that Fox News Chris Wallace uh, hosted between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, when he asked that really weird, goofy question about you know President Trump, uh, you know, accepting then candidate Trump accepting the results of the election, would would, would he do that? I mean, it's like. They, they want to embarrass him and force him to say, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'll acknowledge it. Well, you know, what if he won? I mean, I mean they're making this hypothetical situation, and, and he said, you know, I'll wait till the, till the results of the election. Now, you know, Hillary Clinton and the left came out and said, well, Donald Trump is this great threat to democracy. Who is the threat to democracy right now? Yeah. Who do we see with this deep state? Who do we see with this rear guard of subversives and, and this sabotage and subterfuge that is going on that is creating this country from turning the corner and moving ahead? This is something that is very dangerous for who we are as, as, a, as a free nation, uh, because if we continue to have this type of reaction, if we continue to have people that believe they are entitled to power, 
And when they do not get the, uh, they are not duly elected to power. Of course, that means that their their cheating mechanisms have failed. But when they're not duly <laughs> elected to power, then they're going to take to the streets. They're going to, you know, create this this subversion and everything. That's not how this country is supposed to be. What we saw on inauguration day with two very interesting, you know, uh, pictures. You saw what was supposed to be that peaceful transition uh, during the inauguration with one president being there, former presidents being there, and the, uh, the incoming president taking oath. But yet you saw people there in, the, in Washington, D.C. burning cars and, and conducting acts of violence. So we, we have got to be very careful, and that's why I believe that progressive socialism can end up being a very, very uh, bad cancer the United States of America if we don't get this under control. Every former president has gone off uh, in a dignified way to, to, you know, to the ranch, to the library, and sat there and waited for the current president. You know, it's usually a couple of terms later to, to come be the dignified statesman and travel abroad for them. This, not, mm-hmm. not this guy. Not this guy. And I think, sir, you said it exactly. It's entitlement. I'm entitled to more. Well, it's, it's very perplexing that, you know, first of all, like you said, he has a uh, a house that's maybe two or three miles from the White House. I know everyone's saying that's because of his his kids in school. But guess what? You know, in the military, you pick up and move. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you yeah. talk to your kids, and your kids understand, hey, i got to go to a new school. So I don't, I don't buy into that excuse. But the fact that Valerie Jarrett is living in that house with the Obamas, now, that's kind of creepy, man. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like this is, this is Rasputin. And Rasputin won't go away. So you know all the all the the intrigues is there to create a great Tom Clancy novel. Yeah, well, you know what happened to Rasputin in the end. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Valerie Jarrett might want to read that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll quit it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sir. The Army uh, announced here in the past couple of weeks. They've chosen a new handgun, um, you know, a $17 million uh, two-year search. I know we've talked about this before. General Miley said, you know, give me a credit card with $17 million, and I'll put a, I'll put a pistol in the hand of every soldier, airman, you know, seaman, and the Marine. Finally, they've come up with the SIG, and I'm not, I'm not trying to debate the SIG's usability for the military. This, again, $17 million, and I just did some quick math. You know, I, I, I'm kind of into gun business. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got some gun stores, and I looked up the absolute highest cost I could just to buy these from distributors. The Army's allotted, the contract is worth $580 million. This is for just under half a million weapons. That's over $1,000 a gun. They're going to pay over $1,000 a gun for a $400 pistol. Huh? Isn't it incredible? <laughs> and this is, and this is that, that wasteful spending that, you know, I know that President Trump said we're going to have $54 billion of increased uh, spending for the military. But when you go back and just look at that type of waste, you know, let's deal with that first. And let's look at, you know, the, the bloated civilian bureaucracy. Look, Mike, all of us know that in one week, you could have gotten some bubbles together. They could have gone out there and they could have figured out what's the best handgun. And all you had to do was give them each, you know, maybe a case of beer, and yeah. it's done. Right. Yeah, but, okay. but what we got instead was a 351-page request for proposal. Right. The, yeah. I've I've done government contracting, as I'm sure you have, Colonel. And yeah. the gun's not the thing that's driving this price. It's all the other paper that goes with it. You know, all you got to do is, is, you know, guns and ammo. Go to the NRA. Go to anybody and say, hey, guys, recommend us three uh, your top top handguns we can look at. Done. Free. Okay. 
and get some bubbles out there for a week, put a sergeant major, first sergeant in charge of them, and at the end of the week, they, you know, they say, here you go, here's the best one. We're taking it through all of these different scenarios. 60 yeah. privates and see if you can break this bowling ball. That, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Get, get a whole Absolutely. squad of privates and see which one survives. That's it. That's, yeah. the, that's the way to do it. And, and so that's what drives me crazy about the, the Department of Defense. Well, I, you know, sir, I know you know people up there in the in, in the Pentagon, and, and I keep hearing your name there for Director Army Logistics Acquisition. So uh, hopefully, hopefully somebody will be able to get this under control soon enough. So this is this is kind of crazy. The, the, I just the price just drove me nuts. That's double, and I understand maintenance costs. I understand extra magazines. No, no, that's this is uh, this is uh, when President Trump saw the price of the the F thirty five Lightning. This is that kind of thing. Hopefully this yeah. this comes to his visibility soon. Yeah, we pray so. Colonel, if you get that job, you just keep in mind I have a lot of experience. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Resumes are accepted. <laughs> so we got about two minutes left. I wanted to hit you one last thing. I saw that uh, former colleague of yours, Representative uh, Chaffetz out there, was talking about uh, the new the new health care plan, and actually said had had the the gumption to stand up and say. You know what? Uh, if if you think that this couple hundred dollars for your health care, which will not be mandatory for you to buy, by the way, um, is too much, then perhaps you shouldn't buy the new seven hundred dollar iPhone. And he was immediately attacked for that. Yet, of course, go back and do a quick little research. This is the same thing the former president said numerous times. Yeah, look again. You you just got to understand the hypocrisy that is out there, and and this is what I would think. You know, I I sat down and poured through some you know a lot of stuff on the new American Health Care Act that the Republicans are presenting. I think you got to start off by just saying Obamacare has failed, and there is no way that we can try to you know mirror it, uh, repair it, or you know keep it on some semblance of life support. You just got to start from ground zero. You, you just got to act like, uh, you know, President Obama and the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, never existed. Uh, and you've got to look at what needs to be fixed with our health care system because this thing is a mess. And I think the Democrats did it purposefully. Uh, they created something. This is the genius, the devious genius of a socialist mindset. They created a new entitlement that they knew was going to collapse because they really want to go to a single-payer system. But even more so, they created it such that if uh, people, anyone tried to come along, you know, there would be American people that would rise up and say, don't touch it because I just got something, quote-unquote, for free. But we all know nothing is for free. So I think they need to have the moral courage to stand up there and just truly, uh, you know, trash this thing and start over from zero. Yeah, and that's what they need to do, sir. So I could talk to you for another hour about uh, the failures of Obamacare and, and what, what may work in the future. But uh, but I promised your people we'd just do two segments today, so we won't do that to you. Um, no problem. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for joining us uh, again, sir. It's uh, uh, it, please check out the colonel. At, it's he's with the National Center for Policy Analysis. It's ncpa.org. You can go to ncpa.org, sign up for all the alerts, see everything new that's going on. Then of course on allenbwest.com, and, and of course you can get the get the book Guardian of the Republic at Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, uh, iBookstore, IndieBound. Uh, Colonel, and just and just so you know, Mike, and so you listening audience knows what I carry every day is a Smith and Wesson 40 and a Taurus 380. Nice, two guns. I love it, sir. <laughs> uh, steadfast and loyal, sir. Thank you for joining us. Steadfast and loyal. Thanks, guys. Take care. You listen, Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We'll see you after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, 
when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, we want to jump right into this next segment here. We've got uh, we've had uh, this gentleman on for the past couple of weeks doing some legislative updates with us, and uh, we want to bring him right back in because I think he's got some stuff to tell us that we all need to hear. Uh, please welcome back to the program uh, uh, Attorney Eric Friday. He's General Counsel for Florida Carry, the uh, premier gun rights uh, organization in Florida. Eric, welcome back to the program. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's been an interesting week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and start, and then I'll I'll peg you in some questions as uh, as as I see fit from the uh, from the observer standpoint here. But it's been definitely an interesting week in Florida. 
Well, the big news of the week was uh, a bill related to allowing you to check your gun at courthouses was was, uh, passed through the Senate Judiciary Committee. And during the debate over the bill, Senator Anatary Flores of Miami decided to make a statement to Senator Stubbe, and uh, she basically let the public and Senator Stubbe know that none of his other pro-firearms legislation and pro-Second Amendment legislation would get her vote the rest of this session. Now, that's uh, it's kind of surprising because Senator Flores actually has a 100% pro-gun rating. She has never voted against pro-Second Amendment legislation, but is now threatening to do so. So um, I promised you a couple weeks ago that we would be naming some names and calling out the people who were not supporting their Second Amendment rights. Well, Senator Flores is one, but I need to ask everybody that can call or email her office, please do so, but do so respectfully and politely and let her know where you stand on the Second Amendment and that you expect her to vote the way, uh, the way she promised. She sent a letter to the NRA a month after the Pulse nightclub shooting stating that she had never wavered in her support of Second Amendment rights and, and uh, was still strong, a strong supporter, got reelected, and has now claimed this week that because of Pulse nightclub shooting, uh, she's changed her position. Yeah, yeah, and she said the Pulse nightclub. She, she changed it right after the Pulse nightclub shooting. So she's clearly a there's a there's a there's a flub is is, is even what, what what it's being termed in the paper. She's she's flubbed the line here as as to why she's she's turned. Yeah, like you said, hundred percent NRA. Um, I think the only time she never voted was two absences from the Senate for other reasons. Um, yeah, this uh, this one this one makes sense in a conspiracy theory way, and, and, and you know I think we all know why. But um, this is a uh, this is not good news. Well, it's, it's not a conspiracy theory, guys, that, that she wants to run for mayor of Miami. Right. Yeah, and she's term uh, limited out as a senator here. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess if you want to run, if you want to run for mayor of Miami, I guess right. you, you, need, you need some money. And yeah. uh, Mr. Bloomberg has a lot of money to throw around. That's right. Exactly right. And that's, that's what this comes down to. I mean, again, she said she's been a supporter of the Second Amendment for, 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 for how long now? You know, for, for her entire time in, in public service here. But now sure. that she's term limited out of the Senate and Mr. Bloomberg's looking to throw some money her way, you know, all she's got to do is, you know, what, what difference does it make? We'll just cross these party lines right here, and I'll just be anti-gun, and uh, we'll, we'll get elected. Well, I said something, I think, to y'all a few weeks ago, and I'll say it again. Uh, people say, a lot of people like to say that mon- uh, money is all that matters to politicians, that uh, it's all about the campaign con- contributions and campaign donations. Well, money is worthless to a politician. You can't spend money except for one purpose, and that's to buy votes. Right. So if you want to counter the money, you have to counter it with votes and make clear that there is no way your money or your donations can buy you enough votes to overcome your actions. And if that message gets delivered loud and clear, uh, you know, maybe Senator Flores will reconsider her position and uh, will vote for the bills that we need her to vote for. Now, unlike um, uh, former senator, a uh, non-reelected senator, uh, Miguel Diaz de la Portilla last year, uh, he was able to just shut down the the, the process altogether. What's what is a uh, what is Senator Flores's role here? What can she do besides not vote? Well, what she has the option to do is the committee is made up of uh, five Republicans and four Democrats. So if the Democrats vote in lockstep, and uh, either of the senators that have that have uh, had questions about the bills, if Senator Flores. Uh, or Senator Garcia, if either one of them vote against any bill in the Judiciary Committee, which is the first stop for all of these bills, it'll kill the bill. 
So we have to have all the Republicans on that committee have to vote for these bills or they don't get passed. Or we have to switch, flip a Democrat to vote for the bills. And I just don't see that vote that happening with the Democrats that are on that committee. When is the uh, when is the committee vote scheduled? When when are they going to be looking at these? Well, they uh, they're they're not on the schedule yet. Um, the, like I said, the courthouse check being able to check your gun bill passed that committee last week, and she voted for it. Right. Uh, but said she would not vote for any other Senator Stubbe had proposed. Uh, but we expect that in the next week or two there's going to be other bills hopefully being brought up, and hopefully by then she will have had a chance to hear from her constituents hear from the people of Florida and hear that she needs to uh, take back what she said and she needs to vote for these bills. If, if she does not vote for them and, and the vote goes the wrong way in this committee, that's it. They're, they're, they're gone. They're dead for this session. They're done. They're done for this session, and we're waiting another year to get open carry and another year to get campus carry and another year to get airport carry. What um, Florida does not have impeachment. Florida, you cannot impeach a public official at the state level. We, we, we do not have – well, we do have impeachment, but that's uh, – I'm uh, sorry, recall. We don't have a recall election. We, we don't have recall. Yeah, yeah. We do not have recall at the state level, so that's not an option, unfortunately. Um, you know, really our only option is to make her make sure she hears from her constituents, make sure she hears from the voters, and make sure that the Republican Party and Republican leadership hears from the voters because at the end of the day, uh, you know, Republican Party and Republican leadership – They've got the, they're the ones that have some control over who wins their primaries and, and whether or not they even get to get to the general election. And, you know, let, let Republican leadership know as well. Senator Negron is the president of the, of the uh, Florida Senate, and the Republican Party of Florida is the party that she's joined, and they have a pro-gun position in their platform. And if she's not going to abide by it, she needs to switch her party affiliation, and we can put somebody else on the committee. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, she's uh, you know, she's she's done this uh, prior to switching her party, you know, that and that's where that's where she'll go. That's where she'll run. Um, and I can't recall if the Dade County or the Miami mayor election is nonpartisan or not, so it may not even make a difference down there. But she's clearly going to be <laughs> heading the other way. Well, like I said, guys, two things in politics: money and votes. Right. Money is only good as as it buys votes. So let her hear from you. Let her, you know. I ask I ask every listener that's a resident of the state of Florida. Please call or email Senator Anna Terry Flores of Miami and ask her to tell her that you need her to support these good pro-gun bills and pro-Second Amendment bills, and she needs to quit standing in the way of our exercise of our rights. Right but now, please do so nicely. Yeah, yeah, nicely, folks. There's, there's, there's actually been some people that have done some threats, and they're, and they're, in, they're in trouble. They're being investigated by the Capitol Police. So, so be proper, be polite. You could be direct. Just, just, just be professional. You know. Uh, where, where do they find out her info? Obviously, they can go on the, the Florida uh, legislature website, but do you have it posted up on uh, on Florida Carry or on, or on the Facebook at all? Uh, there's been several things posted on Florida Carry's uh, Facebook page as well already, um, and there will probably be more posted in the next few days as we continue to uh, make sure she hears from her constituents. Okay, okay. Um, so is there any, any thought of... Uh, because we've seen it happen last year with uh, De, La, De La Portillo, and now again this year it looks like with with Senator Flores. And 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 again, it's it's not the fact that they've they have a position; it's the fact that they've changed their position for mm, you know something with but for, for for votes. They've changed their position for votes, but they're looking at their next job. Uh, is is there any thought for Florida Kerry perhaps getting behind a uh, a, a recall initiative? Not to well, recall, recall them, but to get it on the ballot, to re- the, the opportunity to do recalls, to show them that, that, there, that there's business to, to be had here. 
that would take a lot more money than we have in our war chest. Okay. Um, you know, does Florida need a recall recall uh, ballot initiative? Maybe so. You know, uh, Colorado used theirs quite effectively yep. when they uh, put put the magazine ban in, and one one got voted out, and one decided that they weren't going to try to run for reelection. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, maybe we do need a recall in Florida. It's not not something that I know of that's been. I mean, it's obviously been discussed in. Uh, in the state before, and maybe it's time for that. But uh, it's going to take a lot more money than Florida Carry has, and it's going to take a lot of groups merging together uh, to support that right. Um, but, you know, the, my, my problem with the recall idea, guys, I will tell you, is uh, we're dealing with a constitutional right here. And constitutional rights are not supposed to be subject to popular will or, or uh, direct democracy of, of votes. Right. They're really supposed to be subject to the fact that they are a right, right, correct. It's, it's a right we have, and and so to that extent, you know, I, I wish I wish our judges were a little bit better yeah. in Florida. I wish our judges respected our rights. Uh, we would always have that opportunity. But as the Supreme Court told us a few weeks ago in, in the Norman case, uh, we can't trust the Florida Supreme Court to exactly. recognize exactly. rights. Eric, thank you for joining us. Uh, we, we look forward to having you back on next week. We'll get everybody out there. We'll pump it throughout the rest of the show to, to where to contact uh, Senator Flores. Uh, check it out at uh, FloridaCarry.com, or excuse me, FloridaCarry.org, or on Facebook.com at FloridaCarry. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at KeltechWeapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Hot for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. 
Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Self-defense issues? Max. Law. Orlando. Car crash or personal injury? Max. Law. Orlando. Does your business have a lawyer of record? Max. Law. Orlando. Gun problems? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max. Law. Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Kiltech Studios. Hey, we promised to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Now I know we brought you Colonel West last hour, and we talked about guns, we talked about everything else. So, but it's gun related. You know, it's 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 a it's a it's a you know uh, rights related. It's constitution related. It's a, it's a, there's our, a nexus. Yeah, exactly. There we go. There we go. Uh, let me go around the room real quick and uh, introduce everybody to you. On my right, my right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Good to be back. Good there it is. Back. That's the song. That's the song. You know, we uh, we talked about it at the, the top of the first hour. Uh, machine gun shoot. Mm-hmm. Now, now re- recovered? Recovered from it? Uh, I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah, it's a... Listen, it reminds I, me I of got those, fried too, so. those, those days on the range, humping the 50 around or Ugh. being in the woods or being in the desert and carrying that stuff. And this was nice, though, because we had uh, somebody else to do some of the lifting and, <laughs> and somebody else to do some of the cleaning. So it wasn't like we had to do it all by ourselves. G- gentle bend on the 50. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, on my left, the legal ninja, ninja, the courtroom assassin, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being back here. Did, now, did you see the technique I used to clean my rifles after the machine gun? I, I think you did. I said, "Hey, you said, hey, kid, here's twenty bucks. No, clean my rifle." No, that was picking up the brass. <laughs> oh, okay, gosh, okay, uh, I knew it was something like the that. Yeah. No, I, I just stuck them all in the back of uh, machine gun Mike's truck. Oh yeah. And and he called me later and he went, "Did you put all your rifles in the back of my truck? Why?" Well, I, I got home and I started cleaning and I realized it was taking me longer than I expected. And now I realize that I've cleaned all your rifles. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. yeah. That's the Love plan. it when a plan comes That's together. That's the plan. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, it, it was a great time. It was a great time. You know, I, I, I had out there one of the uh, one of the guys was doing a, um, a weapons check, weapons check. And they came across one of the uh, the 22s and they said. I, they came running over. I think there's, I think there's something wrong. I think there's something wrong. I go, well, what's the problem? It goes, well, it looks like somebody's ground down the firing pin on this. Really? Let me, well, you know, let me, let me take a look. Well, they're, they're, they're taking it over the line right now. They're going to do a quick uh, inspection and then they're going to shoot it. Really? Okay. What's, what, what's the problem? 
well, the firing pin, it's, it's all flat. There's no point to it. It's all kind of off-center, and there's, you know, there's no way. Some looks like somebody must have ground it down. Okay, what, what kind of gun is it? Well, it's the 22. Oh, so the 22 has the firing pin that's squared and flat and off-centered, so when it strikes the rimfire cartridge... <laughs> it's squared and flat and off center, like it's. You, you get this look on your own. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And then they walked away. And they walked away. So, besides that, uh, it was a great, great event. Everything went well. Kevin, Kevin, uh, how was your week? Anything, anything going on this week in the world of law? Anything I, cool? Anything I, you can? It wasn't really the world of law. It is the world of of persuasive speech. I was coming home from my office uh, earlier in the week, and I stopped to buy a soda. And I have a, a giant old stainless steel cup that Earl and Mrs. Earl gave me for Christmas. This has Legal Ninja on it. Okay. And I, I went into this establishment, and I put ice on my drink. And there was a young man, probably 11 or 12 years old there. And he was badgering his mother, you know, Mom, 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 ah, Mama, 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 Mama. And she Mama. finally turned to him and went, you're not getting that. And he was he had a cup in his hand, and he... He get all dejected looking, walks over and puts the cup back. And I, I looked at him and went, you know, you're doing that wrong. <laughs> and he looked at me like, what is it? You're used you're, to hearing that too, aren't you're, you? <laughs> you're doing that wrong. And, uh, well, I knew how to say it. <laughs> um, and, I, and I said, watch. And I turned to his mother and I said, mother, from all life you've flown, you are the very essence of my nutrition and my supplement. Would it be too much trouble if I were to ask you if I might have a beverage to nourish my body and quench my thirst so that I may take care of you as I grow stronger in my years as you have taken care of me in my youth? And she looked at her son and went, his drink I'm buying, you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Yeah, now, did a, you give that kid your card? No, no, <laughs> no. I was. I got a little scared for a second. There you there she, you she threw the money down on the table and, and paid for my drink and stomped off and forgot to pay for her chips. And yeah. Uh-oh. I, I didn't say anything. I just went, no, no, I got it. I got, I got it. I got it. She was really mad at that kid. Really mad at that kid. Yeah, they'll do that. Uh yeah, yeah, they 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 got they got away. You remember badgering your mother for stuff like that? Um, like that? No, I was probably a little more devious. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you never you never know. You never know. But they didn't uh, have places like Seven Elevens and racetracks when I was a kid. They didn't exist. No, they were they were farms. And yeah, uh, you, and you, you, were, you thirsty? Cows right there. Yeah, that's it. Knock yourself out. Yep, yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> When I grew up, it's like, thirsty? Yeah, hoses are out front. That's right. Oh, man. Oh, was, I, was... I didn't know you could play inside. <laughs> I didn't know that was even possible. I didn't know what my parents looked like after the end of school. I'd, I'd come home, you know, probably middle of September and go, uh, we have to go back to school now, Mom. Why? Because Mark's parents said that I had to leave. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know. I mean, I forgot what they looked like. I'd been gone for all summer. I mean, they didn't look for me. You know, if it be home when when it gets really dark, not just dark, but really right. dark. And it wasn't when the well now during the school year, streetlights. Yeah, uh-huh. streetlights are on. You had to be home. 
But uh, yes, there were streetlights oh, yeah. when I was in school. <laughs> there were, there were, there were gas. There were, there were <laughs> gas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he knew when he saw the guy walking around lighting all over individually. I better make it to his yeah, ha- my I, house before he does. I swear to God, I saw it. The look on his face when I said it, he went, yeah. yeah. That guy was riding a horse and had a candle in his hand. Yeah. I, I drank from the hose at the house not too long ago. And my Doesn't daughter, taste the same, does it? No, no, no. My, my daughter gave me that look like, we can drink from the hose? <laughs> what are you doing? I didn't, I didn't know. Um, and I remember moving to Florida uh, as, a, as a young lad, and the first time I went to drink from the hose down here, listen, New York water is a, is a completely different deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, a, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's cold and out of the aqueduct. Down here, you turn the hose on. First off, wait a minute. Because it'll burn you. Yeah, it'll burn you because <laughs> it's laying outside and you get to get all that surface water. But you better wait also because... Other stuff likes to move into the hose when you leave it <laughs> off because you didn't have you didn't have the spray nozzle on it. We just have the hose laying out, yeah. and you 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 be like, hey, what's going to come out of the hose today when you turned it on? You get a snake or a lizard or or something else. It was it was a uh, spiders. Pretty, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. But my, yeah, my grandfather had a place in Merritt Island, and he actually adapted a piece that you could press a finger and the hose would spray up and you could drink out of it like a water fountain. Nice. He Very nice. That's in like in, uh, in the fountains in Rome. Yeah. Yeah, the, fountain, the, the fountains in Rome. You so, push yeah, a lever yeah. and the water came up. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Well, hey, listen, we got a great program, great rest of the program planned for you. Uh, we'll have Lieutenant Bill on with us uh, here shortly. And then um, um, we'll, we'll have uh, Dr. David Grantham from the National Center for Policy Analysis will also be joining us. So, uh, so stick around. Uh, we're, we're, we've, got, uh, we've got some great program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. The Keltec Sub 2000 semi automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Uh, gentlemen, we, we've got a, we've got another great guest, another former guest we've had on the program before. I love dealing with uh, anybody from the National Center for Policy Analysis, just based on their professionalism and knowledge. Uh, the doctor here has been uh, – he's chewed some of the same dirt that I have, so I, I, so I like him a little bit more than others, all right? Please welcome back to the program. We have uh, Dr. David Grantham. He's a leading expert in national security matters and international affairs, specializing in Latin America and the Middle East. Dr. Grantham, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, you get right into it. We've got we got a segment here to spend with you. You, you recently wrote a story about two-faced Trump haters, and you know I was like, well, maybe I should pretty that up when I say it. No, that's what it is. And you wrote it, and I'm, I'm we're saying two-faced Trump haters. And I found, first off, in fact, we talked with Colonel West about this very recently, the hypocrisy, the hysteria, everything that's going around. But you drew some incredible, uh, you know, comparisons with uh, with some with some recent historical figures, and I wanted to let you uh, uh, to talk about that with us for a few minutes. Yeah, uh, Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir said 
a long time ago, well, a long time ago, decades ago, <clears throat> that 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 uh, Palestinians or, or Arab terrorists would uh, would always we'd, we'd be in this state of perpetual war until they love their country more than they hate Israel. And, you know, having studied Middle East history, I was sitting there one day and it kind of dawned on me. I said, you know, I'm seeing this with with those that the hard left that just hates Trump. They're willing to riot. They're willing to leak classified information. They're willing to compromise some of the most sensitive areas of our government with the sole purpose of undermining the new administration, who hasn't even been in power for 100 days. And uh, that's when I started thinking. I said, what I'm seeing here is people that hate Trump more than they love their own country. Yeah, and and that's... um... And then that's pretty clear. It, it, that's where it is. It has nothing to do with the policy. I saw this past week, uh, and I, I know, I'm sorry to know this about foreign policy, that uh, uh, the president met with the, the leaders uh, of, of the, the, the nation's African-American uh, colleges um, and that President Obama had reduced that funding to, and I don't recall the number off the top of my head, two or three billion dollars, and he'd actually skipped some funding. And yet this year uh, he... Uh, or excuse me, this this week, uh, the President Trump went in there and gave them twenty five billion towards it, with his this goal of of fr- freeing the the oppression that they face in our own country, in their own inner cities, with no opportunity. Yet the storyline from that is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kellyanne had her feet on the couch. That's what they saw. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to I'm hard pressed to figure out exactly how that dominates. Uh, and maybe I'm not hard pressed. Maybe it's pretty clear, but. It really is just mind-numbing to think that is the storyline, uh, and I think Americans are becoming more, or, or not becoming, they're even aware of how ludicrous those storylines become. And I think as as American public, just watching in general, we really have to have to take things with a grain of salt. We can't, we can do our best not to get wrapped up in those, in the hysteria and the, and the. Uh, storylines like that but then again if you're if you're one of those that that hates trump then any little thing like that is going to uh, rile you up to me now it's looking at the the weekly world news every time i see uh, you know cnn headlines well i'm i i gotta tell you I'm, I'm often surprised at the republican or conservative reaction to the media as you pointed out so often uh, the republicans and conservatives are the ones that are complaining about bias in the media but then they immediately believe a story that is posted. I, I tell people, I even just tell friends of mine, I caution them against any story. I say, give it three to four days to marinate. Yeah. Three yeah. or four days, let the story come out, and then just don't say a word because somebody else will come out in response. Things move quickly. So give it a few days. Cause, for example, when Ben Carson with this ROTC story during the, uh, during the campaign, right. uh, I was shocked at how many conservative – outlets their first thing they ran the story and said is this the end of ben carson's campaign there was no no question of is this true um should we give it a few days it's coming out of politico turns out the writer was a was a prior full-time protester uh leftist protester Uh, so i just it just boggles my mind sometimes that we can that that uh, conservatives can complain about the media and then believe the first story they print yeah that's it is it is amazing um I want, to, I want to jump into some Middle East, uh, if we could. The, the the president's new policy on uh, on immigration, on on travel restrictions. Now, now the, the the two things I want to I want to try and cover with you, and we got about five minutes left. Is is uh, uh, one where it's six countries now instead of seven. 
Uh, what what happened there to change that? And then, of course, uh, what you recently wrote on with Syria, kind of uh, quietly being investigated during the uh, the immigration panic, as you called it here uh, last month. So, uh, as I understand it, the Iraqi government uh, reached out to President Trump and said, "What can we do to help not be on this list? What do you need us to do?" And so, uh, I, I think there was some negotiation there. Um, I, I don't obviously I wasn't uh, open to those or I wasn't involved in those conversations, but I can we can I think make an educated guess that there was some sort of agreement to cooperate with uh, with the people that are coming in and out of Iraq with more security measures, more intelligence sharing. Uh, not to take this down another rabbit hole, but I am concerned with the influence of Iran and and uh, with the Iraqi government. So some of those discussions I would. Um, I would be skeptical of the sincerity of the Iraqi government, but in any case, that's probably where that started. Um, now, in regards to the the latest immigration issue, uh, the the thing that you're referring to with the Syrians, yeah, there, there there were Syrians that were under investigation. They slipped through, and now Sessions more recently said there's 300 refugees. He didn't say it was just Syrians, but he said there's 300 refugees that are under investigation for tie, possible ties to terrorism. Uh, so I, I think there, Trump is if the Trump administration can stay on those stay on those talking points, stay on those the fact that we're doing this ban because we have good hard evidence that there is an issue with our vetting process. I mean, you don't need to say much more. No, it's 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 true. And uh, you know, t- touching back on Iraq, I think that yeah, the, the concerns with Iran are absolutely absolutely uh, you know legitimate concerns, but. I think this kind of shows, at least it, it, it said to me that, mm, okay, listen, here's other world leaders that may stand up and say whatever they want to say, and, you know, they're a little afraid of Trump, yet they're making the phone calls. They're the ones calling now and saying, um, hey, uh, we don't we don't want to be the guy not on your list, you know, or we, we, we want we want to right. find some way to cooperate here. And I think, I think the, you know, the rest of the world is seeing that now, and the rest of the world saw his, his inaugural, excuse me, not the inauguration, his uh, State of the Union address here. It's just now trying to get the people here in our own country that are not under the, uh, the you know, the, the former administration's thumb still. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I think there is a, no matter, I, I'm a counterintelligence background, so I'm I'm just naturally suspicious of anybody <laughs> and everybody short of my own dog. Right, so, right. Uh, you know, but yes, I think you're right. There, There is, when you just look at it on the surface, there definitely is a, a positive benefit in having someone in office who is strong-willed, who is going to protect the United States, and people, other governments are calling saying, what can we do to make sure a relationship stays um, stays solid? And I think that's a, that is a very, uh, very good outcome. Doctor, you, in going back to the two-faced Trump haters, You've suggested a mechanism by which you can test the left to see how deep their hypocrisy goes. Yeah, what you're referring to is uh, is, is my thought that progressives and the hard left, they ought to see, if not always, see their political ideas, as I say, deities to be worshipped, not policy solutions to be negotiated. And the test that I put to that is say, tell a, you know, tell a progressive that, you are willing to allow national gun confiscation. Um, in return, they must allow for outlawing all forms of abortion. Now, they won't go for that. And even though you have extended them a constitutional right to sacrifice on the altar of their beliefs, they won't take it. Um, and it's it's a very typical response and one that 
I try to stress not just because we're we're at a policy solution we're a policy public policy think tank here, but I try to stress that policy solutions are where the arguments need to stay because that's really where the philosophy is. So if you can talk about policy, then people have to ask questions of why. Why don't we have uh, single payer coverage in the United States? You know, there's philosophical reasons that bring us back to the Constitution, that bring us back to the founding of America. So policy inevitably brings their discussions back to to where it should be and i think here it just exposes when you ask these very basic questions you realize they see policy as as a religion to be worshiped incredible um dr grantham thank you for joining us again how can everybody uh, stay in contact how can everybody see what you're doing out there yeah you can visit me at uh at twitter uh also on facebook at senior fellow david grantham uh you can just look me up on twitter uh under my name david grantham you should be able to find me uh, thank you again for joining us. Aim high, and uh, and we'll talk to you again uh, in, a, in, a, in a show show to come soon. I'm sure we like having you on the program. I'm sure. <laughs> Roger that. Thank you so much for having me. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Hot for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. 
Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Sergeant Thomas L. Latham died March 11, 2007, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Latham, 23, of Delmar, Maryland, was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 14th Infantry Regiment, 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 10th Mountain Division, Fort Drum, New York. He died of wounds sustained when an improvised explosive device detonated near his vehicle. Sergeant Latham was an infantryman who joined the Army in September of 2002 and completed basic and advanced individual training at Fort Benning, Georgia. His first assignment was at Schofield Barracks in Hawaii from January 2003 to March 2006 when he was reassigned to the 10th Mountain Division at Fort Drum. Sergeant Latham deployed with his unit to Iraq in August of 2006. Army, Army Sergeant Thomas L. Latham, you are not forgotten. If you have any legal questions whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960. And you can always reach me at MaxLawOrlando.com. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for uh, sponsoring the segment. Um, it's always uh, it always means a lot when you do that. You know, every, every every time we get to we get to play that segment here, so it uh, we appreciate it. Um, hey, on, on the line with us we have uh, Lieutenant Bill. Lieutenant Bill is the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Uh, Lieutenant Bill, uh, how how are you doing there with us today? Can you can you hear us? Are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you guys. How, how's everybody doing today? We're 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 doing all right. We're doing all right. How are how are things going in uh, in your neck of the woods today, sir? Uh, you know, I'm I'm out at the academy. I'm uh, uh, investing knowledge into the next generation of the thin blue line. Ah, uh, doing our driver training. So, uh, you know, drive time is uh, happy time. So now you're 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 on with us while driving, correct? Uh, no, I'm oh, not no, driving. No, no. Oh, you mean for, for liability it. reasons, you have to say that, so we understand. Oh, Thank yeah. you very much. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear cones going over the hood. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. Um, hey, Lieutenant, um, first off, um, uh, I know you got to meet with uh, Colonel West, uh, was it last week, week before, two weeks ago, something yeah, like about that? Two, about two weeks ago. It was out, outstanding opportunity. Uh, myself, uh, uh, my two sergeants and uh, one of our canine officers was having dinner, uh, and uh, he came in with his family, and you know it was just you could just feel that presence. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I looked up and I was like, "Hey, that's Colonel West." Right. And uh, you know, went over to him and said, "Pardon me, sir. I, you know, stood stood at attention and and, right. and uh, said, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, and you know, yeah. When when I told him who I was, he was, "Oh yeah, Mike. Yeah, it's a great time." So <laughs> it was a uh, it was a blast. Yeah, we uh, we when I talked to him, uh, you know, a little bit uh, during the week, and I talked to him earlier today before we went on the air, and uh, I said, "Yeah, you got a chance to meet uh, the chief law enforcement officer, Arms Room Radio, Lieutenant Bill," and he went, "Yeah, it was great. You know, it was wonderful. Good guys. You know, and it was so it was really cool. He, he got he got a big a kick out of it uh, as I think you guys did down there. So so <laughs> he wanted me to relay that back to you guys. 
Um, he, well, that's great. We appreciate it. He came up to us. You know, he's, he's thanking us for our service. And yeah. he was like, no, sir. Yeah. You know, thank you for yours. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. No, no, no thank doctor, you. Doctor, 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 doctor. doctor. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so that, that was that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, he, he immediately brought it up with us, so it worked it worked out uh, well, I'm glad. And then, again, we'll see him up at uh, NRA show uh, in, in, at the end of April. We'll, we'll all be up there at, uh, in, in Atlanta, Georgia, taking care of taking care of business up there. Um, Absolutely. Hey, um, we got uh, we got about five minutes left, six minutes left in this segment, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna hold you over for the next one because uh, again, I appreciate you, you know, pushing a pushing a, a segment back. But uh, you know, listen, uh, we figured you understand shift work, so uh, you know, you're, you're the one we can bounce around. You know, um, you're used to it. <laughs> um, Punta Gorda, Florida. Uh, we talked about this. Well, back in August when this happened, uh, I don't know if you you want me to you want me to relay it. You want to you want to give the background, or you want to you just want to take the whole thing there and run with it. Well, you know, the, the background, again, was uh, the, the Punta Gorda Police Department was running something like a Citizens Police Academy, uh, and they were doing some scenario-based uh, training involving uh, the civilians. And this one particular one uh, case was, was a shoot-don't-shoot shoot scenario. And, you know, they had um, a uh, lady who was, you know, she was picked uh, to be the, the bad guy or the victim. I'm not sure which. Uh, and the officer was going through the scenario. Uh, there was a decision made in the shoot, don't shoot, to shoot. Right. Uh, he fired his weapon, and unfortunately, uh, there was a live round uh, in there, and I believe she was hit twice and, and killed, which is an absolutely tragic event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when a police department is trying to reach out and bridge that gap with the community have them become involved in what we do so that they have a better understanding. And this was just, just a, a tragic situation. Yeah, 73-year-old uh-huh. year woman, 73-year-old woman. Um, yes. Uh, Mary Knowlton was her name. Yep, yep. So, uh, but what we uh, have now is two weeks ago, about two weeks ago, uh, the state attorney's office uh, criminally charged Officer Cole, who was the one who fired the weapon, uh, with manslaughter with a firearm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, shortly after that, uh, the agency, uh, in their discipline process, uh, ordered his termination. Of course, now he is pled not guilty. Right. Uh, in our system, he's you know not you know, he's innocent until proven guilty. Correct. Correct. Uh, now, I, and I see they also charged the police chief with the with the culpable negligence. Yes, uh, they did uh, because when you're the chief. Yeah, uh, it's like what Truman said. The buck stops here. Yeah, he's a captain uh, of the ship, you know. That's right. And he even said he goes, he goes, I'm 100% responsible for this. Yep. Uh, I'm accountable for this. And uh, right now he's on administrative leave uh, with the city. Right. Which you know it's a stand up thing to get out there and, and say that yeah this is this was happening on my watch. Yep. Uh, for good or for bad, and uh, I have to deal with it. Yeah. Yes. Now the. Uh, the city they they settled uh, they settled out a uh, you know settlement with the uh, the victim's family I think it was two million dollars which was million. published and but you hey you know what that's this this was uh, this was a a, a, a tragic accident uh, you know it, whether or not there was any negligence will be proven here through the court system but on the on the on the civil side yeah they're trying to make the family as whole as they can you know I mean they've lost a life so uh, you know that's it and 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 that doesn't mean there's criminal negligence that means that there was there was some some civil issues. And, yeah. and they were trying to, and the city was trying to make things whole. Um, uh, about about two minutes, two minutes, two and a half minutes left with you. Um, the the tactical part here. Before we go, we're going to come back next segment. Um, how does this happen? 
How does how does a live round get into a blank gun? Well, it's uh, a failure to uh, do your proper checks uh, when you're initiating a scenario like this. We talked about it when this first came out. Uh, you know, there has to be steps in place to ensure that when you go into a training environment where you're going to be using simulated weapons, that you have a check and balance that no live weapons, no live ammunition. I don't care if it's OC spray, if it's taser uh, or firearm, uh, you can't have those live weapons come into, into that scenario, into, into whatever room or building that you're using. Uh, so we have some you know, safety issues uh, that were not addressed or evidently were not addressed uh, before this simulation was engaged and it led to this tragic accident. You know, there's, there's, uh, uh, let me ask this question first. We come back with a little bit of tactics on it. Um, there's, from what I understand, from everything I've seen, there was no training plan for this, uh, this, uh, this event. This was kind of a, a willy nilly, let's get together and show the civilians what we're doing. Now, that may be a gross exaggeration, but from what I have seen, there was, there was no training plan. And from everything I know from law enforcement, as you do, you don't put one of these on without training plans. Now, do, do we know if this agency was, accredited and then if you could explain we got about a minute left you could explain what that is to everybody uh i i do believe punta gorda was a or is accredited uh depends on what body is accredited on whether it's uh uh cfa which is the uh commission of uh, florida law enforcement accreditation or calia which is the national uh commission uh on law enforcement accreditation but what that is is that's a sanctioning body what they do is they come in uh, they look at all your policies, all your procedures, how you operate. And if you pass their stringent guidelines, then you are accredited. And it leads to, uh, you know, a healthy uh, professional uh, operation of a law enforcement agency where you always are going through this, the, this checks and balance process and ensure that everything that you're doing is, is up to speed. Yeah, and, and very, very little do they come along and say, your policy must say this. It, it most of the time it says you just must have a policy that addresses this. Um, yeah. uh, Bill, hold on yeah. for us uh, for the, with this uh, to through the break if you would, and we'll be back in a few moments. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, 
CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextlevelTraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Uh, we are still joined on the line with uh, Lieutenant Bill. Lieutenant Bill is the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Uh, Lieutenant, we were talking about uh, Officer Lee Cole and uh, and Chief uh, Tom Lewis down there in the Punta Gorda Police Department where we had last August the the accidental fatal shooting of a 73-year-old uh, Mary Knowlton. Um, yes. Uh, during a training exercise, Police Citizens Police Academy. Um, that, okay, we, we covered some accreditation. We covered a little bit on tactics. I want to jump back into it again. And eh, maybe it's more of a technical question than a, than a, than a tactics. Um, and, and, and Earl, you may know this. You may know this also. I know this mm-hmm. is something we just had at the machine gun shoot this this past weekend. Uh, blanks. Okay, listen. Unless you're talking about a military-style AR rifle. Where you use old 5.56 ammo or 2.23 ammo, and you just crimp the tip. It's the same. Those are the same barrel, the same the same guns. Most blank guns, especially for training scenarios, are either starter pistols, uh-huh. or uh, they're in, in the case of automatics, they drop from a nine millimeter, and you actually put a new barrel in, and it's eight millimeter, 
uh, it's an eight millimeter barrel with an eight millimeter special round. It's not made for anything else. It's not a modified crimped round like a military round. And this is done so you can't accidentally take a nine millimeter round that you had in the bottom of your pocket and stick it in the eight millimeter barrel. Right. Make it something completely proprietary that way. It, exactly. You, you, you might cost you cross buck, over. Right. It might cost you a buck or two more for the ammo. But guess what? You don't have a loss of life, and you don't have two million dollars you have to pay out. Uh, you know, to the city, you don't lose a chief police, a chief, excuse me, chief of police, and you don't lose an officer that you've had for how many years of training. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking, you know, two million dollars cash out the door, maybe three, four, five million dollars is what this is going to be cumulatively. But again, plus a tragic loss of life. Yes. Um, Bill, any idea what happened with the firearm or anything down there? Have you heard any more insight on that? Well, from what I've learned is, uh, I believe it was a revolver uh, that he used. So. Uh, when you have a situation like that where you have a, a weapon, I don't know if when he was a canine officer, uh, they had that particular weapon when they do, uh, you know, live fire training for the dogs, uh, and he used that. I'm sure that's all going to come out in the trial of how you know, how he obtained this weapon. Right. Uh, so when you have a non-standard weapon that you're using in a training scenario, uh, you know, if you don't have those checks and balances in place uh, where you have dedicated uh, weapons or specialty weapons, like you said, that are used strictly for training. Uh, you have to have, uh, you know, not only do you check it, but you have a second person check it, and then you have a third person check it. Uh, yeah, so Earl, even at the, if, Earl, even at the gun store, you know, at, at the gun store where, where, where Earl, you know, manages the ISIS reception station there, when somebody <laughs> comes in and says, uh, hey, I'd like to take a look at this gun, you pick the gun up out of the case, you clear the firearm, you pull the mag, and you make sure it's clear, you hand it to them. Mm-hmm. And you, you're watching them the whole time. They're a foot uh-huh. and a half in front of you. Uh-huh. And as soon as they hand it back to you, what do you do? I clear it again. I clear it again. I mean, this is this is something that I, I don't know if this was a case of, hey, well, you know, you know, uh, crap, I'm a cop. I know what I'm doing. You know, or just, hey, I'm a gun guy. I'm a, I'm a smart guy. I know what I'm doing. This is, you know what? That's how you keep from accidentally shooting someone. I, I would like to think that the officer and all parties involved in the training were mistakenly more focused on all right we've got to keep class moving we've got to keep uh students involved and interested in everything and and unfortunately that's where they uh they let the 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 standards kind of slack a little bit right um i mean i've heard of different situations to where when they're when they know they're going to be handling especially if they're handling a live firearm in a training situation i've heard of every individual that walks through the doorway into this training room is physically padded down. Oh, yeah. They've yeah. checked themselves, and then, you know, like like Bill said, somebody else has checked them, and then a third person comes along and frisks them and chest, checks every single pocket and everything. You know, no live ammo, no live blades yeah, or no a, knives, a, anything. Because yeah, guess exactly. what? When you go to the fight-or-flight scenario, exactly. your, your body starts reacting, and you pull. You might pull a knife during a you know a, a, a red dummy gun uh-huh. scenario. Yeah, if, if you know, that's something that I've... Uh, that I'm conditioned for. If if I hear click too many times or I run out of magazines, I'm I'm going to the edge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's Mike. We're we're talking about this when you talk about being checked. Uh, I remember that that one saying that that you and I uh, and and everybody went through basic training. You know, brass no br- trash, no live rounds, uh, drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we do the same thing when when we do training, but we have, we have dedicated dedicated guns. Right. Uh, that we use for it. Uh, you know, we just don't know, obviously, there, there weren't safety measures in place, or if there were, uh, it was lax at best. Right. Uh, so it, 
we have to continually check ourselves and check the people that are doing the training that we're operating properly and safely. And so, again, to avoid a tragic event like this. And this is something else, too, that as as a, I'm going to say, a student in, in uh, interested in taking any kind of training, uh, make sure your uh, instructors are are maintaining some type of safety level. Uh, if you're not comfortable with it, don't be afraid to simply leave. Get up. Walk out. Uh, I know. I did it. I was involved in a class that... Uh, they were, they, we were all on the range, all live firearms. Everybody had ammunition on them, and the instructor took it upon himself to walk in front of the line. Uh, yeah, that's not it, though. I, Keep going. I, Keep I going. left. What, we have, well, what else did he do? Well, everyone still had, I mean, they, they did do a, 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 what they considered a safety check of everybody standing there with, uh, everybody was using semi-automatic pistols, slide was locked to the rear, no magazine in, you know, the chamber was empty. Uh, but then he wanted everyone to drop the ch- uh, slide and then point their live firearms at him and pull the trigger. Yeah. When uh, do you point a firearm at a live person? When you're prepared to kill them. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I was just so yeah. flabbergasted I, I couldn't think of. Uh, I, I, I just met you. I don't want to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I walked out. Bill, um, um, any uh, any uh, insight on the officer? Anything on on him that you you may have uh, been able to gather? Well, he uh, he originally worked for uh, the Miramar Police Department of Broward County, uh, where he was let go uh, from them because he failed to complete his field training program. Okay. Uh, he then was hired on with Punta Gorda, uh, where he was a canine officer. Uh, I mean, after only you know, a couple years on the road, which is depending on your manpower situation, uh, you know, you have a young, young officer and you put him in a responsible position like that. Uh, he had some issues when he was a canine officer. He had uh, let his dog loose on a suspect, and once the suspect was apprehended, uh, kept the dog on him for over two minutes, okay. uh, which is you, you don't do that with right. a canine. Once the, the, the apprehension, once they stop resisting, you, you, you pull the dog off. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a sport. Right, right. Uh, and then, you know, he's involved in, in this training scenario. So, you know, obviously there were things along the way that should have raised red flags uh, uh, about Officer Cole, whether whether he should have been involved in, in, in law enforcement, really. I, uh, I You know, from, from looking at it, okay, he didn't make field training. You know, that could have been something as simple as... Uh, you know, one of the training officers or s- something along the line. They didn't. They didn't fire him for for uh, conduct unbecoming, for untruthfulness, anything like that. He didn't make field training, and 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 I think that kind of makes less difference to me because he did make canine within two or three years. That's a high level position for for an incoming officer. So at some point he had to show somebody he had the ability to to excel. You know, so so maybe yeah. it's a wash in my book. You know, well, um, it, but I'm I'm looking at it from the administrative side. Yeah. You know where. You let an officer go for, I mean, for failure to meet, you know, field training. Right. Um, it's much easier for a department to do that because, hey, you have no recourse. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to explain why I fired you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, he did have situ- issues and situations in his background, um, and they fired him because of that. Right. He might have a recourse. Yeah, Depending yeah. On, on where he was. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. it's much easier for an agency just to right. let somebody go, hey, you know, you failed to complete our FTO program. Uh, or our field training program, and, and you know, good luck. Yep. Excellent. All right, all right, good story. Uh, thank you, Bill. We'll keep an eye on the trial. We'll continue through that. 
um, and, and do me do me do me a solid. Please, please, please stay safe down there. Absolutely, and to all my brothers and sisters in blue, remember to wear your vest, wear your seatbelts, and check your six at all times. Always go home at the end of your shift. Uh, thanks for joining us this week here at Arms Room Radio. Next week, come on back. We've got uh, Catherine Mortensen from the NRA. We've been talking about the NRA show and legal updates around the country. And uh, thanks to uh, Alan West. Thanks to David Grantham, uh, Lieutenant Bill, and Eric Friday. Uh, please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 